Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And Micah said unto him, Whence comest thou? And he said unto him, I am a Levite of Bethlehem, Judah, and I go to sojourn where I may find a place. And Micah said unto him, Dwell with me, and be unto me a father and a priest, and I will give thee ten shekels of silver by the year, and a suit of apparel, and thy victuals. So the Levi went in, and abode with him. Judges chapter 17, verses 9 and 10. In the 17th and 18th chapter of the book of Judges, we read a disturbing story. A Levite one who was of the family of the priesthood, goes out looking to make something of himself. He's offered a position as a priest over a house and a salary. Except that this position that provided him security, ease, money, and material things in exchange for his spiritual services came also with idols, mixture, and compromise. He was a Levite. He had been brought up understanding the things of God. He should have known better. But when the same hand that was providing his paycheck wanted the idol to go with it, he kept quiet and didn't buck it. He allowed the culture of the land to be mixed into his services for ten shekels a year, a suit, and a church. The man had asked him to be a father and a priest unto him and his house, and the Levite agreed. The only problem was that this man did not have the heart of a true priest. Though he had all of the garments and tools and scripts, yet do we see very clearly that he was willing to add to the truth and leave things out at the desire of his supplier because in reality, he was just a hireling. So as the story progresses, something unexpected happens. A war party for the tribe of Dan passes through the land. They recognize the man as a Levite and invite him to come with them. They explain that they are going to enlarge their tents and to take a territory. And would it not be better to be seen as being a priest over a larger congregation? Without hesitation, the priest jumped at this chance and actually helped them to rob the house of the man who had first asked him to be a father to them. Now, there's a lot that we could pull out of this story. But the bottom line is this. Fathers don't leave their children when they are in danger for the promise of a bigger congregation. Picking up the story again in chapter 18, verse 19, we read this, And they, being the tribe of Dan, said unto him, The Levite, hold thy peace, lay thy hand upon thy mouth, and go with us. 
and be to us a father and a priest? Is it better for thee to be a priest unto the house of one man, or that thou be a priest unto a tribe and a family in Israel? And the priest's heart was glad to hear this. And he took the ephod and the teraphim and the graven image out of the house of Micah and went in the midst of the people to stand. Yes, my friend, seasons change. Yes, God moves and moves us at times. But first, he raises up and replaces. And when God moves, those transitions will be smooth. And you won't have to rob from your old congregation to supply the new. So I ask you, are you in it to tend to God's children? Or are you in it for you? Are you looking for something bigger? to climb a ladder? Or are you growing a family and progressing them with you? Are you a father to the fatherless? Loving, correcting, teaching, and protecting? Or are you a hireling, dragging idols to larger and larger congregations for a salary? God is a good father. Jesus is the good shepherd. And if the Holy Spirit of Christ is in you and is leading you, then you don't leave your flock when things get hard, dangerous, or when something more attractive shows up. Because that's selfish. And it is the opposite of what Jesus both told us and showed us. In John chapter 10, verse 11, we read this, the words of Jesus when he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, they seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and flee. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. A hireling fleeth, because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep and are known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so knoweth I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. You see, there are many who for envy have stepped into positions that they were never called to be in. And there are some that, for greed or vainglory, have left the simplicity that God was using to train them to be like him. You see, I love that even when David was a boy, God said that he was a man after his own heart. How can that be, you say? Because he was willing to run towards, to rush a lion and a bear to pull one little lamb out of its teeth. That's why Jesus said, he's just like me. He was willing to risk his life for the sheep. And when God saw that little boy have that kind of heart, he said, I'm going to take him out of this pasture. 
I'm going to anoint him. And I'm going to put him before giants. And he's going to do the same for the congregation of Israel. Because those that are faithful in the little will be faithful in much. So I assure you of this, my friend, that God is watching. So examine your heart. Repent of selfishness, of excess, of materialism, of desiring attention, position, platform, notoriety. If God has called you to be a father to the fatherless or a David over a flock, in some unknown pasture, then do it with all your heart and love them like they're your own family. Because if you do, then God will trust you with more because he knows you have his heart. Father, we come before you today and ask that you would strip away all the things that we have seen and learned from the culture, from the TV, from social media, all of the vanity, all of the narcissism, all of the influences of the Antichrist spirit, because, my friend, let me tell you this, the Bible tells us that the Antichrist will set himself up in the house of God wanting to be worshipped as God. Anytime you want attention on yourself in ministry in any form or fashion, then you are succumbing to the influence of the Antichrist spirit. Jesus said the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will speak only of Jesus and he will turn all men's attention to him. This is serious. It's time to learn the difference. Jesus said to test the spirits to know whether or not they are of God because many spirits are gone out into the world. Don't sell your soul or miss your crown. For ten shekels a year, a suit in a church. Yeah, maybe you got offered something big. Maybe you got offered a fancy tent. Maybe you got offered a position in a revival or a movement. But maybe God called you to a pasture or to be a mother or a father to the fatherless, to tend to the widow and the orphan, to be a voice in the wilderness crying for repentance to give the words and warnings of judgment, even while those that you're trying to save despise and reject you for it. Trust the Lord, because the rewards in heaven will far outweigh the reproaches of men in the temporary. Now, I understand that David was actually called by God to a bigger flock. God trained him in the lowly things, tending to his father's sheep. But he had a destiny. God did call him to bigger things. But David didn't go chasing after that. In fact, he ran from it, having full faith that in the proper time and season, by God's own doing, he would bring it about. He was willing to wait on the Lord and to not try to make it happen in the flesh or to take it by force. So understand what I am saying. I'm not saying that you're wrong if God called you to a palace. I'm saying that you're wrong if you're trying to climb ladders. 
the success in God's kingdom is not measured in the multitude of your mighty men, in your networking, or by a big following. It's measured by obedience. Remember that even Jesus considered his earthly ministry a success simply because that he kept the ones that God had given him, his assignments, his disciples. And they were but a few. Never forget that the most beloved men and women in Scripture were hated, despised, and rejected by the masses. In fact, David got in trouble for counting his congregation. God told him that he was not supposed to do it, and when he did it, it caused an angel of death to rain a plague down in judgment. Now, God had given all of these men into David's hand, but David began to count his measure of success to think that he was something special because of all of this that had been done. But he wasn't the one that did it. It was God. And it was for God's glory. And the moment that David forgot it, he faced a short judgment. What the Holy Spirit is trying to say today is that it really all comes down to faith in what God says and not taking matters into your own hands out of ambition, but rather being content, as Paul said, in where he has you in the moment, knowing that when all is right and the fullness of time has come, he will fulfill his promises. But if you put your own hands to it, then it's not him doing it. When he does it, it will be in a way that will be undeniable that he chose and positioned you. Oh, my friend, those that stand in faith do not get jealous or impatient because those are the fruits of a lack of faith in God to fulfill his promises. So no matter what it looks like, no matter how much the enemy tempts, No matter what he puts before you or how many men he sends, wait for God to fulfill his promises. Be fully persuaded that he is able to do it. Even if he has to raise the dead, he will move in the miraculous above and beyond what you could ever hope or imagine. So keep praying and keep praising in the waiting. And no matter what, don't sell out for comfort because the glory of God on your life at the judgment seat of Christ is worth more than 10 shekels a year, a suit, and a church. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.